Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. You know, there in the book of Romans, chapter 7, Paul writes about the conflict between the believer's new nature, 2 Corinthians 5.17, you're a new creature, and the power of sin. Our sin is rooted in Adam, while our new nature is founded in Jesus Christ. You're the dual man or woman. The part of us that is tempted to sin is the part belonging to Adam. When you accepted Jesus as Savior, you were given a new nature that is eternally rooted in God's Son. The difficult part is that while you are spiritually a new creature, you are in a fallen world with all kinds of trials and temptations. We talk about them every day on Hello World. God created you with a free will. Therefore, you must choose Yeah, today between right and wrong. Obvious sins like adultery or murder are easily detected, but what about um, envy, jealousy, lying, pride, gossip, lust? Are you as quick to walk away from these? You know, genuine repentance results in changed desires. Allowing your new nature to outshine your old one is a matter of submitting your life to Jesus Christ every day. If you keep tripping over the same sins, ask God to reveal the reason why you're struggling in that thing, my friend. God's greatest provision is his eternal forgiveness. And this is his greatest provision for you today. What in the world is going on? Well, this is pretty harsh. We're stuck with him. Thanks to the insipid idiots in Congress and the GOP. What in the world are you talking about? Republicans, conservatives reacted furiously yesterday after a resolution to impeach Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, and the whole thing failed to pass the House of Representatives. They voted against impeaching this guy, 216 to 214. Wow, that was close. After Republican representatives Ken Buck of Colorado, uh, Tom McClenock, California, and Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin voted no to initially create a 215-215 tie. And then uh, Republican Representative Blake Moore of Utah switched his vote to no and uh, to be able to call for a, a motion to reconsider. And oh, what a mess. Yet uh, politics, you don't know which end is up anymore. And this guy is a disaster. Alejandro Mayorkas, he's a disaster. Well, they say it's not working out. So as a result, going to step down. Talking about the chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, Ronna McDaniel. She's told President Donald Trump she's planning to step down shortly after the South Carolina primary. That's what, February the 24th. Mr. Trump is then likely to promote the chairman of the North Carolina Republican Party, Michael Watley, as her replacement, according to several people. I guess he just can't do that. They have to have a new election, but uh, what Trump says, that's what's going to happen. Ms. McDaniel has faced uh, months of pressure, a campaign from Trump-allied forces to unseat her with growing dissatisfaction and anxiety in the Trump camp about, well, money problems, the RNC. So we'll see what happens next. Time to pack it in, Nikki. Uh, President Donald Trump wasn't on the ballot in Tuesday's Republican presidential primary, in the early voting in the state of Nevada, but his absence wasn't enough to help secure a victory for the last remaining rival there, talking about Nikki Haley. Voters casting ballots in the state-run Republican nominating contest, they, they couldn't do it. They couldn't write 
Trump's name in there, but they could vote for a none of these candidates option. Guess what? That's who won the non-candidate. Guess who they were voting for. So Nikki Haley is the only one running and she loses? Hmm. He's still trying to do it. Day in and day out. Destroy America. The Biden administration finalized regulations severely tightening restrictions on fine particulate matter that the manufacturing and energy sectors are legally allowed to emit. It's an action that industry said would have devastating economic consequences for America. Of course it would. The Environmental Protection Agency unveiled those regulations early this morning in a joint announcement with the environmental activist saying, well, limiting particulate matter known as PM2.5 or soot would have healthy benefits for all Americans nationwide. Today's action is a critical step forward that will better protect people, workers, families, communities from the very dangerous and costly impacts of fine particle pollution. Bah humbug. We're from the government and we're here to help. Thank you, Ronald Reagan. Does insanity reign in the United States of America? A San Francisco Bay Area elementary school was was trained by an organization called Woke Kindergarten, whose leader wants to see America and Israel destroyed as countries. Just insane. According to the website, the head of the organization, known as Akai Kai Gross, who is an abolitionist early educator, cultural organizer, creator, currently innovating ways to resist, heal, liberate, and create with their new ideas and ways called woke kindergarten. I believe the United States, she says, has no right to exist. You know, these people should be locked up and have the key thrown away. They are just absolute nutcases. Quick, get out of here. A 1,000-pound World War II bomb was unearthed Tuesday at a regional airport in Florida, prompting evacuations until officials could determine if the ordinance was inert. Construction workers found what was believed to be a very old Mark 65 bomb while working at the future site of the Wilton Simpson Technical College campus. Thousand-pound bomb. Rusted, decayed. Nonetheless, they evacuated everyone in the area. I guess it's okay today. It's not a good way to die. Lawyers for a group of South Carolina death row inmates who have run out of appeals argued to the state Supreme Court that two of the state's forms of execution, the electric chair method and the new firing squad method, are cruel and unusual punishments. Although the state of South Carolina claims that painless deaths are not mandated. I guess that's something to think about, but all of it just is creepy, isn't it? If you have lived violently, should you die the same way? How is it in your state? Very conservative in the state of Indiana. Watching commercials from, what, there's three or four guys running for governor here in the state of Indiana. But it's an amazing thing that in their commercials, and this used to be taboo, all of them talked about their faith in Jesus Christ, about all the things that are anti-biblical in government today, and 
That's their platform. Vote for me. Isn't that something? Again, how is it in your state? Would you be allowed to even say anything like that? I pray it's so. Here, let me answer that one for you. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, she did a little sidestepping the the Washington two-step on questions about whether her department has ordered surveillance of consumer purchases and transactions by Americans. Yep, did not answer. Let me ask. Well, anybody could answer that. Well, I guess the guy is pretty good at it. The keys to the White House, they're, they're being handed out now, and uh, predictions are coming. President Biden, they say, fake President Biden, currently holds a lead, a slight one, over Donald Trump. But Alan Lickman, an election prognosticator who has correctly predicted every presidential election since 1984, he predicted Trump in 2016 and Biden in 2020, He's developed a really good formula, they say, for the upcoming election. It seems to work for him. He calls it the 12 keys to winning the White House. And certain ones, you get an automatic key, like if you're an incumbent, and you get an automatic key if your party's in the House of Representatives. It's really good. Guess who he's giving the edge to? Yep, Donald Trump. We'll see. Well, it's something new, bigger and better and... That's the word and everything. Bigger, better. Used to be pretty simple around Indiana, Ohio. Yeah, it was the Big Ten. Ten teams. That's the way it used to be. Now, what? Up to 20 some, and now UCLA's coming on board, among others. Good grief, Charlie Brown. It's just bigger is better. So ESPN, Fox, Warner Brothers are all teaming up to create a supersized sports streaming service that will. Offer content from all the major leagues, a deal that will reshape the sports and media landscape forever, they say. That's for you sports people in the days ahead. Uh huh. So, how many of us are truly overweight? Well, being obese in America is linked to a significantly higher chance of serious disease in life, early death, than being just a healthy weight. Problem, according to research of more than 2.8 million adults, this just came out. The chance of suffering serious illness goes up with increasing weight gain. Experts analyzing the health, death, and sickness data from, well, this is in the United Kingdom, presented at the European Congress on Obesity, the ECO, in Glasgow. The study found that people with body mass index of 30 to 35 were 70% at a higher risk of developing heart failure than their healthy counterparts. Even a BMI of 25 to 30 increased the risk of 20%, while a BMI of 30 to 40 more than doubled the risk. And a BMI of 40 to 45 almost quadrupled your chances of having, well, some major problem. That's above normal weight. Yep, no question. That's the UK, but hey. It's the same here in America, isn't it? But we know the old public school ain't like she used to be. Remember when you went to school? I'm telling you, chewing gum, running in the hallway could get you in big trouble. I knew I could get paddled by Mr. McFern or any of these people in days gone by. It's not like that today. Today you need a bulletproof vest and a handgun. Are you kidding me?
every day. Attacks everywhere from coast to coast in America. Students on teachers. Can you imagine? That, according to a report jointly published this month by the National Center for Education Statistics and the Bureau of Justice Statistics. Two 120,000 public school teachers who said they were physically attacked. I wonder if there were more. That's up from 197,000 the year before. This is absolutely ridiculous, is it not? A school teacher attacked by some punk kids. Are you kidding me, America? Okay, do you remember? Been a couple of days since Sunday and the message. What did the preacher preach on? Huh? What was the word all about and what was the lesson and are you applying it to your life this week? I pray that's so, my friend. Ye shall know the truth. This is where we started, and ye shall be free. And it's not just truth that you know. It's truth that you apply to your life. We had a great time at the cross in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'm so grateful for the church God has given us here, my friend. And I pray you say the same about yours. Pray for your pastor. Pray for the leadership there at your church. And Get involved. I wonder if this is the same story I did years ago, whether this is a new one. We're in the right state, North Carolina. Summer days at R&R Garage there witnessed yet another, well, eventful occurrence when a stray rooster casually strolled into the garage premises. Initially, the employees anticipated his departure would come right away, but it appeared that he had alternative intentions well, rather than leaving, he showed a distinct reluctance. The team speculated, well, that he might have uh, been abandoned, prompting them to offer him some sustenance from the fridge's leftovers. They assumed he would relocate during an extended weekend break. And yet, another surprise. When they got back from the weekend, there he was. Thus began the tale of Earl. It is. It's the same one. Earl the Rooster, who gradually established himself as the garage's unofficial mascot. How long has this been going on? The staff ensures his safety indoors. Each morning as employees arrive for work, Earl gives them a greeting, slipping into a routine. The co-owner of the garage, Joe Gallo, says he comes running when the first guy comes in to open up for the day. He gets his cup of scratch and then wanders the shop, looking for any bugs that may be around. He gets up and under all the toolboxes and workbenches, looking for spiders and anything he can find in the shop. <laughs> Earl the Rooster. This is a great story. After he eats breakfast, he shadows all the team. He's all over the garage. Gallo added that he'll come up in the shop and usually lay down and sleep under a car you're working on or in the corner. Doesn't care about any loud noise or any people walking by. He will even sleep in the front office door and people trip over him on occasion. What in the world? Oh, God's creation. Earl proceeds through the days blissfully unaware while the garage team has learned to accommodate their feathered friend within the workspace. Since Earl's unexpected employment at the garage, he has achieved a touch of local stardom. The garage's inhabitants have grown fond of him, so much so that they are contemplating altering their, their logo in the shop and producing shirts featuring Earl the Rooster. And they say, well, the reason behind why he's there and his origin is a real mystery. The garage's denizens are unequivocally grateful 
for Earl's unanticipated arrival each day. Earl the Rooster. I like it. Okay, where is it? Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this important message. Well, we're getting fired up. We're heading down to Tampa, Florida, down to Nashville, Tennessee, Bristol, Virginia, uh, Bluff City, Tennessee for the sheriff. We got a busy schedule coming up, and we're going to be in some area churches down there. Just super exciting. Uh, PR person got in touch yesterday through Southwest Radio Church and interviews we're going to have at the National Religious Broadcasters meeting in Nashville. I understand there might be an appearance by a well-known political figure. Go figure. We'll see. But we're going to be interviewed on our book, Invisible War on the Saints, and this radio program, Hello World, and uh, Watchmen on the Wall, all kinds of things happening. So got to get busy in the next few weeks, but we like it that way, my friend. Got to do a lot of multitasking. Thank you for being there. Thank you for your support in so many ways. Nothing bigger or better than praying for Greg Patton Ministries and this radio program. You know what? I think I love you. Let me share something to your own detriment. You avoid the enemy in many ways, like he doesn't exist. Satan and his demons exist. You would do well to get a copy of our book, Invisible War on the Saints, available at InvisibleWarOnTheSaints.com. There is a companion 36-part video series that's going to be available at Southwest pretty soon. Don't need to go overboard on it, but you need to know about Satan and his demons and that they're very real in the world and they're attacking you and everything that you care about in the world today. Charles Stanley said, oh, decades ago, that there was an article that appeared in In Touch magazine, that's his magazine, and it mentioned that we need to respect the power of the enemy. And we received all kinds of letters from those confused about that word respect in reference to Satan and his demons. It was used when it comes to his abilities. As believers, you know, God warns us to be on guard against the enemy's tactics. Satan is shrewd. He's going to stop at nothing in order to defeat the body of Christ. He wants to destroy you. It is a war. You are a member of the Lord's army, and there's Satan's army, and they clash 24-7. Read 1 Peter 5, what, 8 and 9, 2 Corinthians 2, 11. As Stanley pointed out, respect in Satan's case involves being aware of Satan's intent and the goal that he has to keep you from fulfilling the will of God as you walk and talk on this old earth. It's not the same respect you would give to the Lord Jesus Christ. Our respect for Almighty God and His Son, Holy Spirit, is one that is awesome in wonder and awesome in love. You must never dismiss the presence of evil in our world as being something harmless or trivial or ineffectual or something you don't talk about or study about or pray about or work on. Nor should we go to the other extreme and give the enemy too much credibility. That's a problem. We cannot seem to keep a very good balance in our Christian walk, no matter what it is. We go overboard for the most part. You know, as long as we live in the physical realm, and you do, wherever you're listening to this program today, we will be subject to spiritual evil. And the solution 
is not to cower in fear or ignore what the Apostle Paul calls spiritual warfare. Our victory lies in the ability to keep our focus and our hearts, our minds, on Jesus Christ. The way to handle Satan's attacks is to claim God's strength as your strength. The application of the armor of God, and you'll read it there in Ephesians 6, you should read it frequently, is essential to your daily protection. Through it, you're given wisdom and discernment so that you can spot the enemy's assaults against you, and believe me, he is going to assault you. One of the chief goals of Satan is to entice you into taking bypasses around the will of God in your life. Once you apply the steps that uh, well, we talked about in the Invisible War and the Saints, discerning his evil intent is going to be much easier for you. Few have done a better job than Neil Anderson's Seven Steps to Freedom in all of this, and there are hundreds of books on Satan and demons and combating the enemy. Don't get too crazy in all of that, my friend. Just remember, by releasing your anxieties and stresses and thoughts of the future to Almighty God, then He is capable of providing for your deepest needs. Things will begin to open up. You want Him to help you in every area of your life. You know, it's our letting go of worries and material things and relationships that we find really fresh hope and peace in the person of Jesus Christ. We desperately need that today. And there was another thing that I was thinking about last night. How often do we find ourselves dropping off into bed at night and not telling God that you love him? You ought to tell God daily that you love him. God is not controlled by emotions, but he does have them. Think of Jesus Christ. Was he not crying at Lazarus' tomb, compassionately looking into the face of Mary as she anointed his feet with oil? or rearranging his normal daily plans to meet with the woman at the well? God's love, his deep sense of caring, motivated him to reach out to others always. That should be our modus operandi as well. The way we reach out to him is through prayer. And this is your umbilical cord to Almighty God, and it becomes damaged through sin and complacency. Your fellowship with God is really the first thing that suffers. And Satan's intent here is to draw you away from spending time with Christ in prayer. He will do anything to discourage, uh, distract, and, and cause you to doubt God's goodwill for your life. How do you combat this type of covert activity, especially if you're a, a busy mom with kids at home? For one, be creative in your prayer time. God knows your daily schedule. Maybe you better do a little better job at time management. I know God's been speaking to me about that one. Ask God to help you organize your day so you can spend time with Him at some point. Rising earlier, maybe. Praying when children are napping or after they go to bed. Simple options, my friend. The heart is the key. God sees your intentions, good or bad. If you're sincere in your desire to be with Him in prayer, He's going to open the door to intimacy between you and his son. He's going to keep that enemy at bay. That's really good news today. And finally, I don't suppose there's a husband listening who hasn't done this in one way or another. If you've been married very long at all, this man and his wife, uh, they, were, uh, they were attending an office get-together, a little party, and the wife said to her husband, that is the fourth time you've gone back for ice cream and cake 
Doesn't that embarrass you? Why should it, he said. I keep telling him it's for you. <laughs> That's bad. That's it. Had my say for another day on Hello World. I'm your host, Greg Patton. Thank you so much for joining me each day at this time, Monday through Friday. What a joy to have you here. We want to enlighten you as to what's happening in the world today and our responsibility as Christians in this old world. Time is short, perilous times here. Jesus is coming soon. Are you ready? And that's the way it is for a Wednesday, February the 7th, 2024. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.